Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train with the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. Well, folks, it's time to hop on board that crazy train. Get your tickets punched. We got the engine stoked. We're ready to go. He's Danny Bush. I'm Tommy the True Neubauer. Christian Jaskulski is back from vacation. He's on the boards. And uh, just to remind you, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. We are unrehearsed. So, you know, anything could happen on the show, but we always do talk about some of the great outdoors in Wisconsin, and if you want to participate in that, you can always give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Good morning, Danny. Good morning. So, we got callers already. How about that? They just think, couldn't wait to hammer us I just, on something. No, I heard Jazz say wrong number five times. <laughs> wrong number. Wrong number. You got somebody calling right away, nope, huh, Jazz? we're not Uber. You're walking home, pal. <laughs> yeah, Kevin over in Maple Ridge, you're on the oh, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, What's going on, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, two weeks in a row. This is quite an honor. Hey, is it? Yeah, you're getting yeah. up early, huh? Yeah. That's right. I get up early. I. Uh, well, that's good. I have the uh, aides get me up and get me going, and I... And they kick you in the butt out you of know, bed. I, kick I, you out I, of I could use, I I could use my, some of those aides to get me up in the morning. What's it's, that? I could use some aids to get me going in the morning. Okay, I have... I'll uh, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, you you uh, you want to come out here and uh, reside, and we'll uh, set a room I'll, for you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, let me see if I can check my long-term care insurance. Maybe it's time <laughs> I do. Maybe I do. It's time to kick back at Maple Ridge. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see who's who's on board this morning. Uh, just, Christian, yeah, Christian, Tom, and Dan. Yeah, yeah that's just the regular. Tom and Dan. Sounds you know, like a law firm. You know, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a law firm. How how to say that yeah. again? Christian, Christian Tom, Tom, and, and Dan. Dan. Yeah. Yes, uh, Tom. Yes. Why do they call the fish a small mouth? A small mouth bass? Yeah. And versus the largemouth versus the largemouth bass. Yeah, does that mean they have small mouths? Actually, their their mouths are smaller than a largemouth bass. They're both in the bass family, but the smallmouth bass is the the corner of its mouth is in front of its eye, where is, whereas a largemouth bass corner of its mouth is behind its eye. So their mar- wow. mouths, smallmouth mar- mouths, are a little bit smaller. What yeah. about? Um... Did you ever <clears throat> catch a, how do you pronounce that, Pira- piranha? Piranha? Yeah. No, I I have not been to the Amazon lately. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a South American fish. I had a friend of mine had one in an aquarium. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. 
So the per- and I think the piranha's voracious, vicious reputation is kind of exaggerated. Yeah, it's a little exaggerated, but they will uh, chow down on stuff. You know, if there's a school of them and there's, and there's blood in the water. Yeah, like oh boy. yeah, I never yeah, ate them. they will. Yeah, and I you know, ate, I never ate piranhas. I'm well, guessing they probably taste just like crappies. Like a, yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably, oh, just really? like yeah. crappies, yeah. And you know, it's too bad to say that uh, people will get these as pets, and then when they, let's say they're moving or their tank goes bad or whatever, then they just throw them in some local pond or lake. They, they have found them every now and then, you know, they over the years. Eventually they'll die, but still. They eventually still, croak. Yeah, but still, but some, guy, die. some guy catches it and goes, what the heck is <laughs> or perhaps, By the way, Tommy, you do a good job on that opening spot. Well, well, thank you. Uh, you know, I that's why we that. keep him around yeah. here, Kev. I know. He's, I, I'm uh, not just eye candy, you I know. mean, he's, and he's a pretty good-looking guy, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, he, he, he uh, uh, me being sightless, he, he uh, he's probably due for another uh, four hours. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, Tom looked a lot like Tom Selleck <laughs> no. back in the day. Oh, really? If you no, see him, yeah, no. he was on a movie, Major League. You'll catch yeah. him in a, a crowd scene. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Tom was, uh, yep. I was a reporter. I'm surprised yeah. he's not a movie star. A, yeah, right. Yeah. Tom, did you ever do a four-hour show? No, no. But you know, I was talking uh, last week. Ron Heidenreich, our advertising manager, was on the show last week, and during one oh, of the really? commercial breaks, yeah, uh, during one of the well, you called last week, and oh yeah, I did. Yeah, and uh, after you called during that commercial break, I told him how. You had called my other show on that other station many years ago. You used to call me. Oh yeah, WISF. Yeah, I mean, you were talking like, God, twenty-five years ago. You would call. Sure. Me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I said, yeah. I said, uh, Kevin's a long-time listener. Sure. Long time. So. And I used to call you from a hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You used to and, call uh, me from all over the place. Yeah. Sure, I sure did. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, well, we're glad you're still calling there, Kevin. Hey, uh, it's a pleasure, Tommy and Danny. And Well, thanks uh, for listening to the sh- I know you listen to other shows, and thanks for listening listening to the station. Oh, it, it, well, it's, uh, it's always uh, a pleasure, and um, you guys um, keep up the good work. Uh, uh, have you ever been on, uh, as Johnny Green would say, Watamja? No, uh, actually, uh, yes, I was years ago. What, uh, that was What's T- Watamja? WTMJ. Well, they call it Watamja? Yeah. Yeah, actually, you know, it's a funny story. That sounds like a native tribe. Many years ago, they tried, uh, there was a guy on our station on WISN called uh, Tom Faza. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, Wasn't no. he Mr. Fix-It or something? Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Fix-It, yeah. Oh, yeah. there's my memory coming so back. So they tried hiring, and, and also... Uh, uh, what was that one guy's name? Uh, uh, Charlie Sykes was over at oh, yeah, ISN Sykes, too. Yeah. They hired Sykes over at TMJ. They hired him away from ISN, and then they hired Tom Faza away from ISN. They took me out to lunch and wanted me to come to. Um, yeah, they wanted me to come to TMJ, and um, we talked. And I don't know if I blew that interview or what. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think I probably did, but I really wasn't interested at the time of switching, you know. But uh I think I might have blown that interview, but they wanted me to come over there too. And uh I just kind of like I had so many things going on at the time that I didn't really care care to switch, you know. So 
But well, anyway. the offer's still there, Tommy, if you want. Oh, I don't think it is. No, I would never leave here. This is great. I love well, being I on a sports you know, talk station. You should be on, you should be on uh, four hours. Uh, no, I don't. Danny, you wouldn't want to be on four hours, would you? No, it's no, kind of like neither. Gilligan's no. Island. Nothing yeah. four hours ends up good. They were on no. a four-hour tour yeah, to exactly. see where that got them. Exactly, yeah. They're stuck on an island the rest yeah. of their life no, there, I mean, Kevin. No, two hours is plenty. I'll tell you, <laughs> even though the two hours goes fast, there's... Yeah, maybe I mean, that was a three-hour tour. There's only anyway, so much... too much. Yeah, only yeah. only so much you can talk about, or you know, and eventually... Right. You just want to get out. We only and go got do so it. much BS in us exactly. that we can spill out for <laughs> yeah. uh, once a week. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, thanks okay, for calling. Guys. We Take appreciate care. it. God bless. Yeah, we'll see you okay, bye now. Okay. All right. Uh, it's good to hear, you, hear from Kevin. You know, Danny, you and I were both fishing this past week. You were up for a few days up in Door County on the Bay of Green Bay. I went out Sunday. And how was uh, – now, you said the place that you stay at uh, when you go up to the Bay, uh, they got their own boat launch, right? Yes. So it's not a lot of hassle launching right. and loading. Uh, the, uh, I thought it was a secret. I, uh, I actually uh, heard about this place when I was having a, a grape knee-high sitting on a swivel stool out in Pewaukee at a local establishment a couple years ago. And the guy said, oh, yeah, up by Sturgeon Bay. And it's, uh, it's Beach Harbor Resort. And it's kind of hidden. you got to go down... Uh, Duluth Avenue, you turn left, right, as, you, uh, as you're heading into Sturgeon Bay. I think it's the second light past the McDonald's. And you go straight, and you go right along the um, west side of the canal. And lo and behold, here's this little Beach Harbor Resort, and they've actually got their own launch right there. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, Tom, it's no secret to those in the know because it's full of boats, yeah. vehicles, four-wheel drives, boats, but it's a great place because they got this little bar right there. Light had meat raffles. They got live bands on Saturday oh, night. Oh wow! You come. This is a, it's a rocking yeah. place. You come pulling in at three in the morning after fishing, and it sounds like the place is still rocking. <laughs> I'm thinking some of the fishermen probably. Well, I think you know, 30 years ago, I don't think I'd ever made it out onto the boat hanging around yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it's it's real nice because then you can pull off the water and just pull off into your spot and walk into your room and mm-hmm. crash. But, I mean, you don't have the, the hustle and bustle like if you go to one of the area lakes exact, on the weekend. Exactly, yeah. yeah you yeah. don't have the hustle and bustle. Even though there's a lot of uh, boats and trailers, there's different guys. You had the bass guys fishing during the day. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guys pre-fishing for the smallies. Mm-hmm. So a lot of bass guys from all over the place uh, bumped into a couple of guys from uh, Milwaukee that I talked to that listened to the station. Uh, then you've got the walleye guys that go out and uh, fish at night. So it's it's kind of a mixed bag there, but, it, you know, it's real nice, nice little place. Mm-hmm. You know, I was surprised my son Chris and I went to Okachi on Sunday, and uh, we didn't get out there till probably 1030 in the morning. I mean, we were worried about, they were talking about, well, it's going to rain and it's going to be cold and all that. Well, it never did rain in the morning. And we could have went out a lot earlier, but my son didn't answer his phone because he had it turned off and had his alarm set or something like that. But anyway, um, but the thing was, I was surprised that I I didn't think there'd be a spot open, but I think a lot of people thought it was going to be kind of a crappy day, you know, and uh, there were at least 10 spots open and everything was pretty cordial. Didn't run into any yahoos, you know, 
And and that's what you know I wanted to talk a little bit about is like boat ramp etiquette, you know. In definition of a Yahoo. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Call us yeah. up and tell us one yeah. attribute of a Yahoo. Of a Yahoo. <laughs> what is this? I'll bet if we looked up in the uh, dictionary, there is no precise definition of a Yahoo. Of a Yahoo. But we'd have to look up boat launch Yahoo. <laughs> hey, just look in the mirror, pal. You'll see Yahoo. No, I actually, I, I, I. Or I, Yahe, I, yeah, which yeah. is on the other. Or the Yahoo. Yahoo. There's the Yahe, which is the cousin of yeah. the Yahoo. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I'm pretty calm and reserved. You no, know. you're not. Yeah. No, I am now. Oh, years ago. I bet ago, you were a hothead years ago. Not so much a hothead, but I would, I would let guys know. You know, it's I would, Joe I would, Alpha Male at the boat launch. No, I would just let guys know, like, why are you stopping right at the launch to wipe down your boat, or why don't you pull up there and and get your rods and coolers out of your vehicle and un, you know take your cover off, do all of that, you know, someplace in the parking lot, not right at the launch where people are waiting. You know, that's what I mean. You know, people tend to eh, do some. Yeah, things, they do, but I think you, know. you can just kind of sit behind them and they get the message, yeah. you know. Yeah, and most of the people go, "Oh, sorry about that," and then they move out of you. Yeah, mo- if most they see, people. If they see most, you back there, most people. I don't think but some people are oblivious totally. Some people. There are a few. There are a few. But hey, folks, if you if you have a boat launch experience that and you want, or a definition of a Yahoo, yeah, and if you want to tell us about it, give us a call at seven nine nine twelve fifty. We got to go to a quick break. We are we. We will be right back here on 105. That's why we don't do it for four hours. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back. It just keeps going. Why, I why think. are you looking at me? <laughs> wrong like version. That. Wrong version. This is the wrong version. <laughs> ah, that's all right. Because it's because it's. Where's the singing? It's yeah, because it's, it's 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 a I, reloop. It's an instrumental. That's why uh, I just I just saw that. We don't like oh geez, <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> instrumental. <laughs> Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Yahoo Danny Bush along with Yahoo Jazz on the board and Yahey over to my right. Tommy, the true. The reason you're a Yahey is. I don't know why you're a Yahey. I don't know. Oh, because you're the guy at the boat landing talking to the Yahoo going, hey, you got to wipe your boat down later after you get the heck out of Tommy, the true new bower's way so I can launch. And go terrorize some bass. Hey, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's 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 funny. As a matter of fact, in the article of the Badger Sportsman, there's an article in there about boat launch etiquette, um, in in the new issue of the Badger Sportsman. And right. uh, you know, I have and and he recommends in the article that be nice, go up to the person. You know, if they're having a problem putting their boat on, like when like we talked about when they put their trailer in too far, and then the back end of the boat swings left and right, and they can't get it on straight. Well, yeah. you know, uh, I have in the past, he recommends, be nice, walk up, have a drink. Can I Can I give you a hand, you know, do you need a hand or something? Mm. I've tried that in the past, and I've got yelled at by older guys. You know, this is when I was younger, you know, well, not that much younger, you know, but still, you know, like 
10, 15 years ago. You go up and you try to be nice and say, hey, can I give you a hand? And then they holler at you for thinking that they don't know what they're doing. You know, I mean, some people get upset when you ask them if they need a hand or if you give them a little advice. Well, I always kind of do hesitate because the biggest advice I'll give them is you've got it backed up too far. Yeah, They'll have their trailer completely buried. Yeah, And I'll try and do it. And a lot of times, it you can see that they don't really appreciate the advice. Maybe yeah, nobody like yeah. nobody likes to be told what to do. I guess, or that well, you don't know what you're doing. Well, I so think, most of the time, I just kind of let them muddle their way through it. Well, in the article, he says, and this is a good point. Uh, you don't go up and say, "Hey, let me give you some advice." No, you don't. Do, you say, "Can I give you some advice?" You ask them first, and if they say, "No, I got it," okay, fine. But if they say, yeah, why? You know, then, you know then what? You if can, someone you know. came up to me and said, can I give you some advice? That would probably tick me off even worse. I still don't why? think. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody, because I think, no, get out of here. I don't need your advice. I'm <laughs> aggravated. I can't get my boat on my trailer. Yeah. That, yeah. People get like that. People yeah. get like yeah, that. They so, do. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, well. So how about your fishing, so, Tom? How about okay. we talk about your fishing? Should start? I go first? Go first, Or do you Tom? want to go first? Yeah, Tom, you know, guys, <laughs> you know, looks before age. Uh, no, wait a second. No, wait a minute. Age before both. beauty. Uh, so that's me first. We got one. <laughs> we got no beauty in the studio at all. Well, I'll tell you, uh, my son and I got out to Okachi about 1030 in the morning on Sunday. It was a beautiful day. As a matter of fact, I got sunburnt. It was beautiful, sunny, you know, no rain or nothing. And uh, we were fishing for both crappies and largemouth bass. And, you know, my son, he was catching all the crappies. I couldn't catch a crappie. I'm fishing in the same area with the mini mites, same color, got our bobbers set at the same side because we were fishing around wood. You know what I was catching instead? He was catching crappies. I was catching largemouth bass on that goofy little mini mite. Honest hey, to God. That's okay. And I was having a ball with them, you know. And then uh, I tried, you know, I told you on my spinner bait that I was going to, um, uh, what do you call it, put a paddle tail on the back instead of, uh, uh, I mean, a white paddle tail instead of uh, a split tail trailer. That works. It worked. Yeah, caught a number of bass on that. Had two muskies follow it, uh, smaller ones, you know in the low 30s, you know, something like that. And one nice pike, I did catch a pike, but the bigger pike didn't bite. Thank, I wish it would have. Uh, but, we, but you know, everybody likes to go in uh, in the Stumpy Bay on Okachi Lake. And I was talking to one of the property owners because, we, I mean, we caught bass back there, and we saw a lot of little bluegills, you know, those four to six inches, you know, right. and pumpkin seeds. And I talked to one of the property owners, and he said, yeah, about a week and a half ago when we had that last warm spell, he said, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, he said, there were boats all down the shoreline here. They were all catching crappies. He said, the crappies came in, did their thing, and left. So we were a little late on the crappies. But, I mean, we still caught some. Right. You know, we still caught some crappies, and we caught a bunch of largemouth. We caught, you know, some other, you know, various species. But, yeah, we had a, I mean, we were off the lake by, I don't know, four Four thirty, but we had a ball. Yeah, we had a good time. Oh, I did notice something that was funny. When we were in Cranes Nest Bay, a lot of times the crappies will come into Cranes Nest Bay on the flat, and there was a boat parked a little ways away, and we were just drifting, you know, with the wind, you know, trying that area, and that's where I had the two musky follows, or I had one, my son had one. Right. Well, anyway, um, one boat comes up 
to the boat that's anchored over there, and, and the boat guy hollers. He says, hey, you guys doing any good? And the one guy hollers back. There's two guys in a gallon of boat, and he hollers back, nah, haven't caught anything yet. Oh, okay. You know, so the guy moves down away from, you know, stay a safe distance away. And when this boat picked up to leave, they had a basket on the side of their boat. They lifted it up, and they must have had about a dozen crappies in there. <laughs> but they told them, no, no, I haven't caught anything yet. <laughs> you know, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> it's always the uh, the disinformation yeah, campaign. Exactly, yeah, yeah, I guess. So all in all, we had a great time. Oh, by the way, um, whether it be chompers or yum with the uh, – uh, Pumpkin with uh, red flake, that worked great on the wacky worms, you know. Oh, no, watermelon red flake. That worked great on the wackies, uh, the, the white spinner baits, black and orange spinner baits, the white with the gold blades, you know, with the paddle tail worked great. We caught fish on all that different stuff. Um, and the mini mites, as usual, you know, caught fish. They were even catching the bass. So, what, and, and we had a lot of legals, too. What That's, water temperature did you uh, have? 62. The average, depending on where we were, was like there were some bays that were like 64, but most of it was like 62. You know, it's amazing how uh, how fickle spring fishing can be because you you were talking about how the crappies had all been in mm-hmm. and everybody was slamming them. Mm-hmm. And what, what did you say? It was a couple days and then yeah, it was you, done? Yeah, usually three, four days, they can be done. You know, they can be in and out. Or maybe, you know, I don't know this for a fact because I wasn't out there at the time when it happened. But sometimes, you know, the, the, you know, the fish will come in. Like this will happen to smallies a lot. They'll come in and then all of a sudden you get a, a cold front, you know, that it gets really cold and the water temperature drops maybe three, four degrees. And then they move out. And a lot of times, well, smallies will come back. Even in the same day, I imagine, if all of a sudden I've heard, I've heard that smallies can be really sensitive to, you know, But smallies are tenacious. They'll come back. Whereas crappies a lot of times won't, you know, bluegills will come back once it warms up again. Crappies all, all, not always do. And sometimes largemouth don't either, you know, and that's why, you know, like in August, You'll find July, let's say, July or August, you'll find eggs in it. Let's say you keep a fish and you find eggs in it. You go, oh, they didn't spawn yet. No, they spawned already. But some of them either didn't spawn or they got blown off, and then their body just absorbs those eggs, and then they'll start start making new ones in the wintertime for next year. Well, let me ask you, you do they drop all their eggs at one time, or is there kind of a stage? Because it seems to me I've caught some walleyes that I thought were, like, partially spawned but not totally spawned. Yeah, you would, I'm not a biologist, but I would think that they drop them all. But I can see partial droppage and then you're left with a little bit. But when you see that sack that's still, the membrane is still covering the eggs and they're still pretty all packed together, then that means they didn't drop it all. You know, well, that but, I'm just talking from yeah, an outside right. viewpoint. From an outside viewpoint. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. I've caught some that up in the Bay of Green Bay that were in the process of spawning because yeah. they were still kind of fat, but they weren't as like, you catch one that you've caught fish, Tom, that were ready to just, they were like a balloon inside their stomach. Oh, God. You know, ready yes. to, yeah. to blow. And then you get some that yeah. are, you know, still big, but not, you know, not rotund right. like right. like the one, like another one yeah. that you might catch. Well, generally, like like with bass, they'll, they're, they're in like pre-spawn, you know, and that's when you get them when they have that big fat belly. They haven't spawned yet. But generally when those females are going to spawn, that's when they're tough to catch. You know, they, they're not... They're not going to grab anything. They're going to spawn generally. 
Uh, sometimes, you know, as they're coming into the nest, you know, and whatever, yeah, then they might. But, you know, once they drop their eggs, then the, it's the male's job to protect it. Then the females go off and after a day or two put on the feed bag, you know. But in uh, the males, those are the easy ones to catch because they're guarding the nest. But those are the ones you don't want to catch. You want to let them guard the nest. <laughs> they got a hard enough job, you know, without us bothering them. You know, once again, nature's just like, the real yeah. human world. Right. All right. He's got to do all the work. Yeah, we got to go to a break. We're first, we're, and when we come back, we're going to do the gut report. Danny's going to tell us about his walleye adventure on the Bay of Green Bay. And then after the 645 break, we will be doing the Hornschwaggle brought to you by, Cur- uh, no, it's brought to you by Baitmate and <laughs> I almost said Curly's. Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellent. So stay tuned for more with Danny Bush. And Tommy, the true new buyer with new new buyer. How about new Bauer? You're really on a roll. And Christian Jeskulski on the boards. We'll be right back. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by discount liquor. Have you ever had oysters? Raw oysters. You ever have those? I mean, years ago, I wouldn't touch a raw oyster. It looks like a big ball of snot, and I <laughs> never wanted to try one. But then, I'm, I don't know, I might have had a few adult beverages, and I tried them, and I said, hey, you know what? This isn't bad. Raw oysters, I like putting a little lemon juice and one touch of uh, hot sauce on it, and oh, yeah, they were pretty good. But what I really like, and you might like this too, if you've never tried oysters but you don't want to eat them raw, what you do is you take get the oysters on the half shell, you split the oyster, you know, make sure that it's dislocated from its shell, and then you take butter, onions, and garlic. Melt that all in a pot, pour it in, a, you know, a little bit in there, and if you want to put a little hot sauce, one, one little drop of hot sauce is plenty, but the butter, onions, and garlic, you put it in that shell, and then put them on the grill. And when they're on the grill over the, over the coals, you know, over the fire, when it starts to bubble... Take them off, let them cool down a little bit, and then chew them up. Now, you don't just swallow oysters. You know, a lot of people just take them and then they swallow them. No, no, chew them up. They, with the saltiness of the oyster, and don't drain them either. Leave that, that, that seawater in there. The saltiness of the oysters with the butter, onion, and garlic, I'll tell you what, it, it is really good. If you want to put a little lemon in there, fine, a little hot sauce, whatever, but it is really good on the grill when you heat them up, you know, and then they get a little firmer and it's not like a big ball of snot, you know. So try oysters sometime. They, 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 they're good for you and, you know, it, it takes a little getting used to, but they are good. <laughs> so, you don't mention snot in the same sentence as you do a recipe. I know. I said what they look like. I know. Uh, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly! Before we get to your uh, uh, big bay story, Danny, or big walleyes, which you caught a bunch of, uh, we got a couple of emails. First of all, we've got this one from Ralph. What's the water level on Pewaukee Lake with the rain? Yeah, it's up a little bit. It's nice. Beautiful. Just, a, you know, Ralph, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's up where it should be. And, uh, yeah, no problem there. It's not like it's overflowing anything or nothing like that. It's just where it should be. And then we got this one from Paul. 
This is about the Okachi Lake launch. He said, there was a guy that launched his boat and he blocked half the launch for hours because he left his car in neutral. And when he got out of his car, the boat and the car all rolled into the lake and sunk. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, for hours. Oh, it must have blocked off one side, but then they had to get a big tow truck probably and all that. Oh, my goodness. So, you know how... <laughs> oh, thanks, Paul. <laughs> things can go terribly wrong where here's oh. a guy going to go have an enjoyable day on the water. He's had a rough week of work, and now he's going to go out, and the ultimate beating happens. It leaves his... Put it in, in neutral instead of in. Park. Well, you know, John had pictures of a van and trailer in the water. Oh at yeah, the musky shop yeah. years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, he had a Polaroid picture. Yeah. Steve Millia told me how he saw some guy <laughs> roll a ranger onto the concrete at the uh, Nagawika yeah. boat launch yeah, on the yeah. west end of Pewaukee. Hey, just last... stories like that ab yeah. abound, Tom. Yeah. Just last Ms. human hey. stories of human yeah. misery, and there you're laughing over <laughs> I know. there. It is funny. <laughs> Just last year at the at the, the Smokies boat launch, uh, a guy put his boat up on a trailer, but not all the way, and he didn't uh, use the clip to to secure it to the trailer. And when he pulled out, it fell on the launch ramp, and they couldn't get it back on the trailer. Oh. I saw the best one I saw was coming back from the Two Rivers <laughs> nuclear plant back salmon fishing in my little aluminum 14 foot boat when I'd be out there risking life and limb. But we caught 30 pound salmon Le mm -hmm. legitimately back in the early 80s when you could get a 30 pound salmon. Uh, I and my dad were coming back on a country road somewhere, you know, I don't know what if it was Manitowoc County, whatever county, Kiwani on the way back. And there in the middle of the road is this big, giant fiberglass boat. Mm -hmm. Just the boat Just sitting in the, the water. Boat. And we're like, On the side of the road, right? said, watch it, Dad. There's a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in the middle of the road. Oh, in the middle. On the concrete. Oh, my goodness. Pretty much almost right on the center line. Oh, and wow. so Pop slowed down. And uh, as we went around, there's two guys with a truck and a trailer in front of the boat. And they're both kind of standing there, scratching their butts, <laughs> looking at it like, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I know, thought, there but by the grace of God go I. Uh, Something you, went terribly. They must have forgot yeah. to, uh, they must have drove it on. Mm -hmm. And it, forgot to hook yeah, it Yeah, and then it just worked its way off. And then by the time, too late. You know, that, that, actually, that could have happened to me once. Years ago, I fished a tournament up in Minnesota, up by Gull Lake, and up by Brainerd, Minnesota, right. up in that area. And uh, and I was really tired, and I wanted to get out of there. You know, tournament was all over. I wasn't cashing a check. You know, so, so another, I, another gracious loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Want to get out of there? So I drove the boat up, and in my hurry, I forgot to hook it to the winch. Okay. Now on that at that time, I had you know it was a bass boat, and I and it had a bunk trailer, which they sit pretty good on on a bunk trailer, right? It's not on rollers. It's on a bunk. Right. I drove all the way from Brainerd, Minnesota to Thorpe, Wisconsin when I pulled over for to get gas. Right. And I realized at that moment I didn't have it hooked up. Safe no safety chain, no no winch hookup, no nothing. That could have been me with the boat in the middle of the road. Oh my that God. could have been me. And but thank goodness for that uh, bunk trailers. It didn't move. But you know what? We're we 
we've been fishing our whole lives. We're, we're not immune to screw-ups. One time at the, uh, uh, at the Okachi launch, I, I had a new boat that year, and it was on rollers. And, you know, some rollers, boats roll off real easy, and some they roll off a little harder, you know? Right. Well, I unhooked it because I was used to the boat the year before, and where I could unhook it, back it into the launch, and then just give it a go back a little bit and then stop fast and it just rolls off. Right. Uh, this one, the rollers were a little loose. I unhooked it. I started going back, and the boat came off the trailer. And the back, thank goodness, the, the, the motor was tilted up, so just the bottom of the transom hit the pavement. And <laughs> I felt a little embarrassed. You know, other people saw it, you know. But I was able to crank it back up, you know, so... Did anybody come up to you and say, can I give you some advice? No, but I did have a few people come up and say, aren't you Tom Neubauer? <laughs> and oh, you're supposed really? To, you're supposed to know what you're doing? That is. That is. <laughs> like I said, I was a little embarrassed. You know, just my, uh, the only thing hurt, uh, my transom was fine. Your the pride, only, was however, my pride. My pride was hurt a little bit. It yeah. was a little bit wounded. <laughs> but you know what? We, we've all been there. We've all done dumb things. You know, you never know. But, well, the biggest one that. People, every, I periodically am prone to do is maybe leave my straps on the back of the boat. Oh, and you yeah, go to okay. back end, you yeah. unhook it in front, you go, and it's, and it's why not is it not off? going off the trailer? <laughs> and then it hits you like, son of a gun. <laughs> yeah. And then you pull it out. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that happens. Well, we got to do uh, one, la- one more break, and then we have the horn schwaggle. If you don't know what it is, Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to say it's a horn schwaggle, which means, yeah, it's not true. Or it's a no horn schwaggle, which means, yeah, that is true. And you will win a really nice prize package from uh, Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. And uh, so all you got to do is call 799-1250 to be a contestant. 799-1250, be a contestant now for the horn schwaggle. And that's no horn schwaggle. We'll be right back on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hi, folks. We're sure glad you're joining us this morning here on the Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh... We're we're having a lot of fun this morning as usual, and we we're we're happy that when you uh, chime in on some things, um, I was gonna say that you can catch us both on the FM side, which is one hundred five point seven FM, and also on the AM side, which is twelve fifty AM. So either way, you can get us. Uh, I'm just waiting for Danny to come back to do the horn schwaggle. <laughs> So, caller, our contestant, please wait. Uh, oh, you know what? Put him on. I'll talk with him a while. Yeah, who is this? We've got Tim over in Oak yeah. Creek. Tim, you're on uh, Cutting Edge Hi. Outdoors, man. Hi, Good Tim. How, How, are, How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Did you go fishing this weekend or anything? Uh, I'm actually on my way to work. Oh, that's too bad. Well, we're working today, too. But, of course, our job, I think, is a lot more fun, maybe. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I bet, it's really I bet not. It is. Yeah, we always have a good time doing this. All right, Danny's back, and you're ready to play the horn schwaggle. Okay, uh, who is is this uh, Tim? Yep. This is Tim. All right, okay, Tim. All right. Here we go. Uh, The world record carp is 150 pounds and was caught by Mr. Dick Schwarzonker in Lake Havasu. I'm going to call that a uh, no horn schwaggle. Uh, That was a horn schwaggle. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. The name the name is what's the name me off. gave yep. it away. The okay. Name. 
So, Schwarzanker is a popular Swedish pike lure, by the way. Mm. Okay, top secret. Don't tell nobody that. Okay, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, the carp, being as we're on the carp story. I'm not a good carp guy. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> okay, but this one will be easy. <laughs> if you have a two-inch goldfish in your little bowl and you release it into a lake, it will grow into a giant carp. Hornschwag? That, that's a hornschwag. Okay, good. Good, you got that one. Which, by the way, which, by the way, is illegal. Yes. You can't do that. Really? You can't you release can't. those goldfish in the lakes. Nope. That's well, illegal. Wait a second. Goldfish? Goldfish. Yeah. Goldfish. 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 Okay. You can't release goldfish in the lakes. That's okay. illegal. All right. Can you, use, can you use goldfish as bait? No. Really? Okay. No, you I can't. never have. But. but, you know, it sounds like a good idea. I mean, they're really bright orange. I think the fish would love them. <laughs> Hornschwaggle okay, or no Hornschwaggle. They are allowed to be used for bait down south in Missouri on trot lines for catfish. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? Um, no Hornschwaggle. That's true. No Hornschwaggle. Here, let me tell you. Good on. for you, Tim. You Years came back. Years ago, I was driving up to Lake Springfield. I think it was Lake or Lake of the... One of them, those Missouri lakes, because there were supposedly pike in the lake. Mm -hmm. And I was driving from Springfield. Young kid from Wisconsin wanted pike fish. And we come to this bait shop, come around a corner and up high on the hill. It says, bait shop, home of the master baiter, it says. Oh, oh. So we had to stop and yeah. go in there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they had this... Giant tank full of these. Uh, I guess they're the goldfish, but aren't they called Kobe? Something different. People put them in yeah, your, outside yeah, in yeah, their yards, yeah. you know, like uh, in yeah, Kobe's or something like that. Something like something yeah, like but that, people yeah. put them outside yeah. in like little in their ponds, in their yeah. little pond with yeah. a little brick and a little fountain running yeah. into it. Yeah. yeah, I think they're part of the goldfish, and yeah. they had them in a huge tank, and they were, and these things were like six, eight, nine, and ten inches. And I'm like, wow, those would be ideal for pike and muskies, but they use them for uh, trot lines for catfish. Wow. It was amazing. Wow. Couldn't, I thought, wow. man, they'd work up here for, imagine yeah. that for a yeah. muskie. Well, Tim, you came back like the Brewers did last night. Good for you. Hey. They did not. Did yeah. they come back last night? Yeah, yep, they, they won in the 10th. Yeah, they came back. Uh, they were down 8 to 10 in the, in the, uh, in the, in the top of the ninth, and uh, Manny Pena had one runner on, and he had a 2 and 2 count, and... Let one go, and they tied wow. it up ten to ten. They went in extra innings, and then Travis Shaw was up with two outs, and Low Kane was on. They had runners on first and second, and hit a shot in the right center gap, and around comes Low Kane, and they ended wow. up winning they eleven won. to ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't think they were gonna win it. Yeah, I went to bed early. I gave up. I think they're losing six to two or something. Yeah, well, that's what you get for being old, Tim. You go to bed early and I, you miss all the. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, what do you want? Do you want uh, bait? Ma I mean, uh, Coleman with DEET or DEETless? Uh, how about the 40% DEET? 40% DEET. And uh, what flavor, fish flavor for the bait attractant, for the bait uh, mate? Is there some sort of panfish type? Uh... Yes, there is, yes, my there friend. Is. So yes, we'll put you is. down for some panfish. I'll get this out to Molly at our good friends at Baitmate, and they'll get it sent to you. Thank you, guys. All right. All right. Thanks, Have a good Tim. day. Bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah, that... You want to know the other question I was going to ask him? Well, yeah, what was the other one? Okay. but Because I, I, I know that one popped into your head. Yeah. How you could had, you tell? You had like a light bulb, you know, on top uh, of your how head. How could you tell? Because I wanted, Tim, 
I wanted Tim to win. Yeah. We want to have lucky wieners here. We don't want to have losers. Right, right. Yeah, because our good winners. friends at Baitmate want to get that stuff out. That's People can right. see how fantastic yeah. the stuff is. Yes. Matter of fact, I was out at, uh, I swung by Dick Smith's uh, on the way home from work, and they're out of the walleye flavor. They got one bottle of that left. So oh, the yeah? walleye flavor Baitmate is going like, Hotcakes. Well, so. out at Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, we have, I think, the bass, the panfish, and we've got the stick for trolling. The stick is the cool one. For trolling. But uh, yeah. no walleye. No, I don't. We need walleye. And the walleye is a real cool kind of color. It's like a yeah. gold color. And you want to buy it just for the color. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here was my next question. <laughs> yeah. What was the other one? The man, no, or hornswoggle, the man eating lions of Savo. Ate many Indian coolies before they were dispatched by Colonel Patterson. I don't know if Colonel pa- I, I think that's a no hornswoggle. Yeah, yeah. I think they, that's a they no ate hornswoggle. coolies like crazy, yeah. and 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 the, the they, they were building the railroad, and back then the. The railroad, they didn't really, they weren't too alarmed at first. Their attitude yeah. was kind of like coolie come, coolie go. Yeah. But then after they killed too many of their workers. Yeah. No, but I've got the Wasn't, book. They actually yeah. called the workers from India. They actually called them coolies. Yeah, I know. That was yeah. that name. Uh, they started that years ago. But wasn't there a movie made about that? Yeah, The Ghost in the Darkness. Is that with what it Val was? Yeah. Kilmer. Yeah, that you know, was I worked it. construction yeah. in college. Yeah. I worked road construction, and they treated you like a dog. And, and the boss, his name was Arlen. He was a maniac. He'd cuss you out, swear. As soon as he'd come racing down the road at 100 miles an hour in a cloud of dust, everybody would grab their shovel and start trying to shovel something, even if something wasn't there. But he'd always pull up. He goes, I need three of you hoolies to get in the back of the truck and head down here. For five years, I was called a hoolie. A hoolie. <laughs> he was confused coolie, between his consonants. <laughs> yeah. But if he wanted to call us a hoolie, by God, I was a hoolie. Oh. I made a lot of money as a hoolie. I bought a brand new yeah. 76 Trans Am back then. Oh. It was worth getting cussed out and called a hoolie daily. Yeah, I you know, one of my early jobs out of high school was down at the Port of Milwaukee as a longshoreman unloading ships. And nobody really, you know, they told you what you had to do, and then you did it, and that was, there was no more conversation. you Because you, you had a, you, four guys on a gang, and there were usually three gangs in a hold. Right. And you needed the other guy to help you lift up these 100-pound bags of beans and whatever they were, coffee and beans and all kinds of weird stuff, and to load them on these skids, you know. So you better do your job or your guy next to you is going to get really upset, <laughs> you know. And so were the other, you know, all three of the guys because you're on a four-person gang. It was yeah, it was really weird. See, I worked, it was uh, James Capon's Sons. It was yeah. a paving company out of Racine, and mm-hmm. it was like in the late 70s, it was like one of the biggest in the nation. And uh, it was funny because you'd have uh, the head guy, James Cape, and there was his son, Bobby, would come around in a brand-new 79 Trans Am. And the boss, as soon as one of the Capes came around, they just get so goddamn nervous. Oh, they'd be running around yeah. and yelling yeah. at people. And even if the job was going smoothly, mm-hmm. you know, and I got to think that all those guys that were above us had to all die of heart attacks. I mean, they couldn't have made it past 60 because they were just so wild and nervous all the time. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's worked out there in construction knows exactly what I'm talking about mm-hmm. as far as some of these. And it, and they didn't, they'd try deliberately work you hard enough where you'd quit. Okay. They wanted to see what 
what what you were worth. Yeah. Because they could just call the union hall and get another hoolie out there get the next guy. day. Yeah, yeah. If they didn't, and I talked to one guy who said that years ago, they'd be working in a city and there'd be people lined up along the job or got fired. Another guy they sitting on the side of the street. Hey, you want a job? Boom, jump yeah. in, throw him a shovel, and and there were guys that wanted jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, the only bad thing about doing the longshoreman work when I was younger was that we didn't have set hours. When a ship came in, you went out there, and if it took you 10 hours to unload it, okay, fine. But if it took you 16 or 18 hours or 24 hours, you stayed until it was done. You didn't stop. I mean, you have your lunch breaks and that, but you stayed on that ship working until it was done, until it was unloaded. But you made good bucks, right? Oh yeah, at that time in the early seventies, yeah, that, yeah, you could make some money. Yeah. Did you? Were you ever in, in like a dangerous situation where you almost was there any well, except for the, hazardous? When that's kind of like pre-OSHA days, no, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't remember. But I remember one time a guy from Sweden because we were unloading a sh- ship from Sweden, and a guy with a rifle came up to me. I was just walking around the ship, right? I mean. Hell, I mean, first time I'm on these ships, you know, I like looking at them. It's pretty cool. I walked up to the front of the ship, and there was a chain link, like a chain link, and then it had a sign, but it was in Swedish, and I didn't read that. And I went across it. Don't cross the chain. (laughs) And I went across it because I wanted to look over the bow of the ship, right? And these were big ships, right? And and next thing I hear is a guy talking to me in Swedish. He's got a rifle. I kind of figured it out pretty quick. He wanted me to get away from there. (laughs) I don't know what was there, but I didn't believe really it. Swedish was it a bolt action rifle? I with, don't remember. Probably without a scope no, on it. I Bayonet on the end. I don't. I have no. I don't remember. All Guy's I remember name is he had Hans. a rifle. I don't think there, no no bayonet, and I don't know if it had a bolt. We got to go to a break, Danny. We got to do the sports update with Christian Jaskulski. You know, Here I still haven't told my walleye fishing. And we're gonna do yet. that right after What's this. Wrong with it? Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.